0: Before we get started, a quick message on how to protect your family. We all know the next big one is coming. They're masking everybody up and they just approved the new vaccines, testing them only on 20 mice. Yes, it's a joke, literally. The medical establishment is not to be trusted until things change. So how do you protect your family? If you go to twchealth forward slash CDM, you can see their new emergency medical kit. It has a group of medications that will protect your family in most emergencies medically. Anything from a tick bite to the new COVID to bubonic plague and other things like that. So go to twc.health forward slash CDM, use promo code CDM and you'll get a 10% discount. The kit basically covers one adult, so you may need to buy more. twc.health forward slash CDM. Thank you.
1: It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The
0: investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned
1: and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of
0: multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome back to Information Operation. We have one of our favorite guests, Gawain Taller, who was Nigel Farage's number two in the Brexit Party, comms director. He is our uh, voice from the UK. Welcome, Nigel. (laughs)
1: Hey, uh <laughs> well well <laughs> you, you flatter me um, <laughs> it's, uh welcome good, good to see you again it's good to be back
0: thank uh, you uh appreciate you taking the time i know you're you're busy and uh, a lot going on over there so i i saw something and is the reason i contacted you that your home secretary said that multiculturalism may not have worked what what's happening and why is she saying
1: that she's well she's very late to the uh very late to that table I mean, macron said yeah. it what eight years ago right? this yeah. is hardly this is hardly news um but of course france has a different approach to multiculturalism uh than the uk does they, theirs is very much their approach historically has been assimilation whereas the british a uh, uh, general approach to multiculturalism has always been rather laissez-faire um mm. that we're not very good at top down uh we're much better at bottom up when things so government dictates people look mm-hmm. at them and go what's that uh mm-hmm. it is not really part of our culture it has become more so of course mm-hmm. uh and it, it is going that way but I, she was responding the conservative party know that they're uh, looking at a cliff when it comes to the election next year and one of the few areas where historically they have been uh, had an advantage over labor has been on immigration however if you look at the polling over the last few months, six months, say, um, there's some very interesting things. Well, actually, since since Brexit, since 2016, obviously in 2016, immigration and thus the whole impact of that culturally and in people's communities and so on and so forth, um, became less salient as a as an issue because famously we're gonna take back control, and that meant take back control of our borders. And most yeah. people because they're not fixated loons like myself and yourself who spend our entire time looking at politics and caring. They're more care about the football or care about uh, the, the price of a can of beans. But um, the those people thought, right, we've just voted to take back control. Then we don't have to worry about it anymore because we've taken yeah, back control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, however, the Conservative Party did... Uh, initially do some do some things along these lines when they stop like Kevin
0: mccarthy in this congress you know we we vote for the republicans and we think everything's fixed yeah <laughs>
1: precisely so you have this situation and the but but evidence suggests otherwise mm-hmm. well, last year we had half a million people net arriving in the country now yeah. that is a significant number year on year um We've had the situation of tens of thousands of people getting into boats and crossing the channel. Um, Mm. Our ability to send people back to from whence they came is strongly limited. We've been spending vast sums of money uh, sending it to France. And as far as I can work out, all they do is buy a baguette uh, and a glass of wine, sit in a cafe in in Calais and laugh as the boats continue going. And thank you very much for the for the donation, Britain, that there, right. there seems to be very little going on. And then you have the example in the existence of lawfare, where the attempt to move people back from uh, illegal migrants in this country and send them to the country of Rwanda. Not that I'm entirely convinced that that's a sensible policy anyhow, but that was their policy. And nobody has gone because it's been it's been spiked by the courts. It's been spiked by lefty lawyers. Um, mm-hmm. And frankly, no longer do people trust the Tories. As I say, the polls uh, are now showing Labour more trusted on immigration than the Conservative Party. This is extraordinary. And it's yeah. not its not that people like Labour's policies sort of nail the doors open, uh, come, here's the red carpet and all you come in. It's more that they don't trust the Tories because the Tories promised X and delivered Y. So the... The Tories are now desperately trying to pull back a poll lead on an issue which has been their purview for decades. Um, Let
0: me me jump in there. How does it work? I mean, what in the British mind? Okay, I'm going to kick out the Tories because I'm pissed off at them because they're not dealing with immigration. But I know that the Labour Party is going to open the doors for immigration. So I think I think
1: what what you find there is it's not that they like what Labour are saying, but they trust them more. Ah. In the sense that Labour will say they're going to do this, this, but at least they're going to do it. (laughs) Whereas the Tories say they're going to do this and we know that they don't. Um, So you cannot trust a word the Tories are saying. Therefore, even though you disapprove of what Labour are proposing, at least they're proposing something and you suspect they might carry it through. So you Mm. know where you stand. Mm -hmm. so So the Tories are desperately trying to claw back that trust on immigration. They've lost trust on the economy. They've lost trust on housing. They've lost trust on pretty much everything. Mm. Um, But uh, immigration is one where they feel that they can come back. Thus, uh, the Home Secretary's comments about multiculturalism. Of course, instantly, you had this bizarre situation where you have a lot of commentators on the left launching into uh, Swenna Braverman because she is of an Indian background. Mm -hmm. along the lines of you're brown you can't think that way Uh, brown Mm -hmm. people have to think in a way that are prescribed by us left-wing brown people um and it's very very odd and it really stinks of a racist attitude when you think that all brown people have to think in the same direction Um, her attitude her, her family her parents came to the country legally jumped through all the hoops that were required and the situation has changed you didn't have the level of mass migration that you have today. You didn't have mass transit. Like, who knows? Maybe, maybe this is what all this green nonsense is about and net zero is about. If you close down mass transit, you stop a significant amount of the immigration. I don't know. I somehow mm. doubt it. Um, but the so this is the situation where we're at. We have the vast numbers arriving, there's very little uh, assimilation because it's just not formal assimilation, uh, because it's just not what we do. Mm-hmm. um and that was fine when you have a small number people muddle along get on open their shops, set up their business help their children that was fine but when you have large numbers of homeless people british homeless people um finding it difficult to find some of them the, the costs have gone up uh, of, of rental particularly and you find that the people arriving in boats, these tens of thousands, are immediately being put into hotels that I couldn't afford to stay in, Yeah, Uh, quite literally. I've got some work in London next week, or this week coming, and I can't afford to stay in the hotels that have been taken over and used for these migrants. Um, We
0: have the same thing in New York City, yeah.
1: uh, So you've got that that problem, Um, and people are getting annoyed. People are getting really annoyed. Uh, And they also often they'll take over, uh, say, an ex-RAF base, an ex-air base or something like that. And these are in the countryside. And you bring in 500 to 1,000 people to live. And you can't lock them up because they're not criminals, but they're housed there. And to live in a village which has has fewer population and the impact that can have on those villages without being asked, this being done secretly and behind their back causes great consternation so she is trying in her own way to try and grab back initiative on the subject Mm -hmm. Um, now what's interesting at the same time she's doing that the Labour Party have made it very clear that they in the event of winning the next election that they are planning a new race equalities act now given the intersectional identity politics madness that even under 13 years of conservatism has been continues. i mean um i think it was yesterday um yesterday the royal navy agreed to withdraw a training program for intersectional identities uh, mm-hmm. under pressure from a journalist i know um in that Emblazoned on the front of this pamphlet that they're training all the Royal Naval staff, particularly the officer corps, included Two Spirit.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, Two Spirit, as far as I understand, is very much the purview of small numbers of uh, uh, First Nations in Canada.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not sure how many Royal Naval officers we are getting from. First nation background in Canada. <laughs> and yet it's, it's just, a, it, it, it's this, all this is going on. Uh, they're ca- caring more about that sort of stuff than they are actually defense of the realm, which is after all their job. Um, mm-hmm. And people are beginning to wake up. Um, really? and, and yes, I think people are, there's is, there is kickback. And if, uh, if, because <laughs> of all this is part of identity politics, oral, mm-hmm. and it's not just ethnicity or religion, it's, it is also the identity politics of uh, the the whole alphabet soup, uh, gender interests that we have, um, and the two things combine and morph and breed into various other forms of of, of victimhood and victim yeah. status. Um, well, it's
0: Maoism, in my opinion.
1: But, yeah, because yeah. I mean, multiculturalism used to be perceived purely on an ethnicity or religion or culture not anymore multiculturalism yeah. now includes as i say this the the, the triple word scrabble score um, yeah. that is our this is our gender identities um but here we've seen um for example there was a court case that was won by a very good organization um, or backed or supported by a very good organization um that this last week i'm trying to remember exactly what it was basically internally at the the industrial conciliation service provided by the government the people who go in when there's a strike Mm -hmm. and try to get the unions and the management to sit together there was an internal discussion board in that this organization and somebody they were talking about white violence white this that the other all the normal malarkey the blm style stuff um and this fellow said personally I prefer the Martin Luther King approach who is not the colour of the skin. I would look forward to a time it's not the colour of the skin, but the contact of one's character. Yeah. He was yeah. he was sacked for clear racism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would call that... Mission suspended.
1: And, and obviously he fought the case. And now one is allowed to say that by law. It's mm-hmm. madness that the thought that one didn't have the ability to say that previously, because this is what they were claiming, that to, to say that... We wish that there was the colorblind approach. We wish that there was we we concentrated purely on the character, of one, the content of one's character. That is now perceived to be racist by some of the extremists. The problem is those extremists are in positions of authority in institutions, in the state, even in uh, even in corporate life. Uh, the DNI D&I mm. agenda, um, and but there are these little wins you are now allowed to state publicly, that you believe that men should not be in female toilets or in female prisons, you're allowed to state publicly that you think people should concentrate on the character, the content of one's character. Um, These are now where there are court cases kicking back. But I still believe the tide is coming in. Because I don't think those of us of a more traditional dispensation, those of us who have a more small C conservative approach to life, um, who believe in the power of tradition, the importance of tradition and culture. I do not think we realize quite how deep this assault on our Mm -hmm. on our way of life and our belief system and on our liberties has gone. We don't realize how deep into the institutional life of our countries. Um, And I think that's... So how
0: do we we change that in in the UK and the US? Well, I think,
1: as I say, there have been... We're starting to see court cases where these things are being rejected. We are Mm -hmm. starting to see things of that sort. In America, it's the school boards. People are kicking off in school boards. And people are getting themselves elected to school boards. Yes, yes. We didn't bother. We just thought anybody involved in a school board has got to be the decent sort of... Chapel or woman who who cares about the local community and wants to make sure the schools run properly little did we know <laughs> because we didn't because our mind doesn't work in that sort of t- subterranean feral fashion we didn't think that school boards were about politics we thought they're about admin <laughs> raising money yeah. for a new computer system or a new sports field or or, or boots for the for the team uh, that's mm-hmm. what we thought school boards were for We didn't realize that they were they were actually being turned into battlegrounds.
0: Yeah, Uh, same here. Yeah.
1: But we are waking up to this fact. And so people who would far prefer to go away and tend their roses, sit and have a cup of tea in their garden, look after their grandchildren, their children and get on with their businesses and get on with their life are beginning to wake up and realize that if they want the countries that they Care for that they love, they want to uh, to pass on to their children as a place of beacons of liberty and decency. Mm-hmm. They can't just sit on their haunches, they've actually got to get up and do stuff. Um, and but we're seeing that. So, talk to us another- about
0: the, the surveillance issue. I mean, where the people are destroying cameras is, is that going to pick up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, it's not just London, though London is obviously the key, the key yeah. battleground, shall we say. Uh, you're talking about a group of shadowy people called the Blade Runners. Yes. Uh, who, with the introduction last month of the latest, what's called the ULES, Ultra Low Emission Zone, and essentially cars bought before a certain time are charged £12.50, so what's about, 15 $16 a day mm. for being in London? And it's not just central London, it's the whole of greater London. It's a wow. vast area um i mean the population of that area is about 10 11 million all of them <laughs> and yeah. anybody driving in um so a lot of if money. You know, yeah so if i've got if i was driving into the outskirts of london for business stay stay nice night in a hotel i'm paying 30 dollars for the privilege on top of my hotel on top of the fuel on top of everything else it's not um if you if you don't have a compliant car I love the word compliance. Everything has to be compliant these days. <laughs> just comply, just, just do what you're told. Um, but the, so what you've happened, th- this was introduced, um, the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, he bullied academics, threatened their funding if they didn't come up with evidence to prove that he was right, um, That this sort of thing. He ignored a massive consultation. He lied completely about it and introduced you, Anyhow, uh, this zone, and some people have taken the law into their own hands and have disabled. I don't know what the cost. I mean, it's millions and millions of pounds have been spent mm-hmm. on putting a whole series of cameras around to spy on us as we drive in and out of London, and these yeah. people are going around cutting them down with angle grinders and generally causing trouble. And the as far as, as fast they cut them down, the, the government or the City of London. Corporation of London, not Corporation, but uh, Sadiq's operation, are putting them up again. Now, this is costing a huge sum of money. Now, you might say, well, well, these people are irresponsible because these things are going up again. It's cost their costing us money. Well, after the election, uh, uh, there was a by-election in the outskirts of London when Boris Johnson resigned. And the Tories managed to save a seat that everybody thought they'd lost, mainly because they were against uh, this ULES extension. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are votes. It's very clear. Uh, the prime minister is basically trying to uh, present himself as the champion of the motorist mm-hmm. um, in the last week or so. Uh, but it's very little and very late. You've got yeah. this. Uh, there's the pushing for further ideas. Do you know what the 15 minute city is?
0: I'm vaguely aware of it. I mean, yeah, you basically can't travel outside of it. Essentially,
1: yeah, it's, basically. It's- but it means yeah. that the idea is that mm-hmm. on foot you can reach a butcher, a baker, and if you still have them, a candlestick maker mm-hmm. uh, within fifteen minutes, and you can go and have your coffee, and it's all very nice, and there's no cars and da. But where do you think the barrister who is making your coffee lives? Because he can't afford to live in a cutesy little place like that. Um, so it's another. He, he
0: lives in the park. Yeah.
1: Well, he lives in a state an hour and a half away because he can't afford to live anywhere yes. near the fifteen-minute city. Um, And it's, again, a bunch of well-to-do, well-meaning, morally morally very good, good people who are Mm -hmm. introducing this because we need to worry about the climate and and, and the nice shininess of our towns and the polished Mm. polished curbstones. stones. Um, Meanwhile, the worker, oh, well, he just serves us a coffee. We're not really interested in his life or her life. And so what if they have to get a bus for 45 minutes to come and serve me my macchiato, oat, <laughs> caramel latte? Um, the, the condescension of the supporters of these schemes is ripe, so ripe it'll fall from any given tree. Um, and so you are beginning to see a, a different sort of us and them. Um, mm-hmm. There is a new class system being created and it's got mm. nothing to do with uh the old systems it's a completely different thing when somebody talks about the establishment it's no longer sort of colonels and uh, and, and members of the house of lords um it's a very very different beast it's people who've worked in charities it's the environmental yeah. movement it's things of this or these are the they are the masters now um, but as i say things like the blade runners going around with with balaclavas on, cutting down speed cameras and ULES cameras. Um, they are the new Robin Hood. Interesting. And that's how they're being perceived.
0: Is that going uh, to continue, do you think?
1: I think it's, it's certainly not stopped so far. And there are, uh, on a weekly basis, I mean, uh, there was in South London on Saturday, there's a uh, an Indian shopkeeper who does a sort of a 48-hour fast every on the ULES business because it's Mm -hmm. just driving their prices up. People have to the they're not. If you're driving a van, you're doing deliveries. It puts the cost of those deliveries up for everybody. And it's this weird idea. Oh, the business will soak up the extra costs. No, they'll pass those costs on to people, customers. Uh, (laughs) You have less business, less people turning up uh, and people will be going out of business and people are going out of business. Hotels in that peripheral area of London um are losing huge amounts of business because why would somebody pay an extra $30 just to turn up just to be there when sure. you can go, go elsewhere um, so it is it is devastating but the sort of people who uh, the sort of people who are most impacted by this are the sort of people with the smallest voice
0: mm-hmm.
1: they are they don't have lobby groups um i there's been one lobby group that's i i have to uh, declare an interest i've been doing some uh, consultancy work for uh reform party the former brexit party and mm-hmm. our candidate for london mayor is a guy called howard cox now howard set up an organization called fair fuel according and it's basically a car lobby he's been campaigning against the ulez zone and things of this sort. He also has been campaigning to make that people know the price of gas. So all pe- gas stations have to set their prices onto a website. So the punter can look and discover where to go to get the cheapest petrol or gas. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, he's done that sort of thing. According to a, a piece in the Guardian on Saturday, Howard Cox's activities has, has cost the treasury 65 billion dollars. Pounds in revenue. Fuel duty.
0: Yeah.
1: It was interesting how they put it. Howard Cox has cost the Treasury 65 billion. There's another way of putting it. Howard Cox has saved the motorist 65 billion.
0: Exactly. Uh, Yeah.
1: you, You can look at it from both sides, can't you? Now, of course, in The Guardian, nice liberal lefty paper, it is abhorrent that people do not give all their money to the states to waste in prof- profligate spending on daft things. Um, it is absolutely immoral that people keep their own money uh, as much as possible. And so the way they frame it is't aren't these, aren't these isn't this man awful? he's cost the, he's cost the government 65 billion quid. This man should have statues in every small town in the country. <laughs> basically um, yeah. but I, i'm i'm working with him on the London Merrill campaign um as somebody who has been i mean they, they recognize the guardian recognize he's probably been the most effective lobbyist consumer lobbyist in british history wow um and so it's quite a pleasure working with him <laughs> but so
0: what else do we need to know across the pond about what's happening in the uk anything else
1: um, I mean, we're in conference season, so everybody is, uh, I mean, but bottom line is, even though, even though there has been a narrowing in the gap between the Tories and Labour, Labour is still miles in the lead. Mm. um Traditionally, the uh, the party that is trying to win, as opposed to the party that's trying not to lose, um, loses about five to ten points during the campaign. Mm mm-hmm. They're they're almost in that zone now, Mm -hmm. despite how useless the government have been just over 13 years, despite the fact they've allowed this culture of intersectionality uh, and identity politics to grow like a a virus through the body politic. Um, Despite all that, despite the fact that they don't know how to take advantage of the opportunities that Brexit has has delivered, despite the fact that they too are moving towards rejoining the EU with their policies Mm -hmm. and... What they've been doing, despite all this, Labour being led by somebody, <laughs> so, 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 oh dear, um, has he has the charisma of a a paving stone, um, mm. and they've elected him or selected him as somebody as a safe pair of hands. But he is, yeah, I, you wouldn't book him for a children's party. Put it that way. Um, any any
0: rumblings of a third way? in the uk
1: uh right now i don't think so i still think Labour are going to win and win handsomely
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and i can't see the tories really digging themselves out of a hole because they've only got a year or so to go whatever they say now it's highly unlikely they're going to be able to enact it and bring it into mm-hmm. law mm-hmm. um all they could do is mitigate their own disasters yeah um and people are not forgiving them there's another by-election coming up it looks uh, another uh, too many Tories are one. If you're an M- MP and you're looking at the guillotine um, at the election, you're—they're all looking for work. Yeah. And as soon as they get a job, they—they're they going to have many, many cases. They resign from their seats because there's no point in because if they wait until there's 150 people losing their jobs, the sort of jobs that an MP can apply for are very limited, uh, and so therefore. Yeah. You're sensible to jump first, um, so their their hearts just aren't in it. Um, so what what I think we have a zombie parliament
0: mm-hmm.
1: until the election. Um, mean, but the, the main problem is, of course, that the Labour Party. It's all very well looking at the Tory Conservative Party and saying they their front bench is a bunch of useless no nobodies and has-beens. Then you look at the Labour front bench and go, oh. Oh, they're not. There's no improvement. You can't see people of uh, of quality appearing on either side, um, and mm. so all of this is—it's all a bit depressing if you're if you're a member of the British yeah. public. Um, but economically, things are actually going quite well. Okay. Um, the the miserableists statisticians at the office of budget responsibility have had to admit that they got their numbers wrong and actually britain has been recovering uh, in a post brexit world mm-hmm. the there are uh, our manufacturing numbers are good there's a there's a lot of good stuff out there it's just this government is so ruddy useless that it doesn't know how to turn the positivity into they can't get the message out that yeah. that we're you actually doing all right. you need a leader uh, yes but the problem with rishi is that he's never i don't blame him for marrying well i don't blame him for marrying a billionaire um that's no crime in my book yeah but he has never had to fight for anything Mm -hmm. he didn't have to fight to be leader he got it delivered to him on a plate in fact he lost the fight to be leader and two months later he was given the job um He has a very safe seat in Yorkshire. Um, He's been promoted without any uh, difficulty. And he may be a nice enough chap, but he doesn't have that sharp-elbows drive. He's never needed to fight for food or rent or political position or prime minister. He's Mm -hmm. never done any of this. Um, and so when you're in a real political street fight that I think the general election will become, it'll be nasty because they've got nothing to sell. All they can sell is 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 antipathy mm-hmm. and division. That's the only thing both sides have got because they have no positive message to sell. The Tories have one, they just don't know how to sell it. This is what wow. Suella Brave going back to the beginning of our conversation, this is what Suella Braveman. Is trying to do. She's trying to grasp an issue and turn it into something positive, um, failing, frankly, but she is at least trying. Um, but because they are both parties currently are low grade, both in personnel and in policy, it's going to be a really nasty election. And I just don't think Rishi has the the old-fashioned phrase "bottom" to cope with this. Um, it does mean that other entrants may do more far better than people expect them to do. The smaller parties like reform, like the Lib Dems. Um, there is the strategic and tactical issue of the complete collapse of trust in Scotland for the SNP and the separatists Mm -hmm. there. Um, they are a morally busted flush, and so that will help Labour Mm because they will probably pick up in Scotland. Um, so they have that advantage, but. No, it's, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm normally quite cheery. But uh, right now, if I look across the political horizon, I can only see clouds.
0: Well, I think we're a few, a couple of years ahead of you or a few years because we're, we're to the point where people realize the country is dying. And like you said, you have to get involved and therefore leaders are emerging.
1: That well, that's are a good. Sign. Doing
0: that. So that needs to happen in the UK at some point.
1: I, I, I think, think it's possible. I, it was quite entertaining. My old boss Farage went along to... Uh, the Tory conference and had a dinner this week, causing many, many tongues to wag. Uh What games is he playing? And he doesn't, he just, ha- <laughs> he just has to turn up and he's grin. And he just, <laughs> he, all he has to do is grin and everybody goes, ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, but which is, and I, I never know whether he's doing it seriously or just doing it to wind them up. Um, yeah. Because that's funny yeah <laughs> but obviously is. he is a he is despite the fact he has that that sense of humor he is a very serious man and has mm. very serious intent um so that'll be interesting to see what comes of that um Definitely. but i would say i can't really see that. There, there was at the time of the leadership Tory leadership election there's one or two people particularly Kelly Badnock, um who looked interesting going forward mm-hmm. so of course soon gave her a job where she's had to make decisions that annoy every single one of her former supporters um uh, <laughs> but it's what smart, you do is that's how politics yeah. works oh this person's building up a building up a head of steam let's sort of let out the fuse um, yeah. and sort of damage the valve and that's what they've done to her so anybody with any talent um is cut off at the knees um mm. You know, in a talentless in a, in a talentless pool, the last thing you want is somebody able. It shows everybody else. So up, true. So true. But <laughs> that's the problem we've got. Uh, anybody yes. able is undermined by the mediocrities that that surround them.
0: Gawain, thank you. I think that's uh, uh, we've covered a lot. So uh,
1: <laughs> well, thank you. It's we great pleasure you. as always. And uh, we will
0: uh, look forward to your new column at uh, CDM. So, great. Look, look forward thank to posting for it. Yourself. Cheers, cheers, bye bye.